What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I do like the word. I use the word juice a lot. Energy, spark, juice. I don't care how you slice or dice it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The kid gave him some much-needed juice, much-needed energy. Now, I'm just wondering, are you guys hurting your uh, ankles? Did you twist your ankles or maybe stub your toe jumping on the Hertz wagon and then jumping off the Carson Wentz? Bandwagon, as we typically like to say, that's no pun intended. I'll tell you who can break it down. Our good friend, the host of Extending to Play every Saturday right here on AM 1490. Johnny Mac, John McMullen does a great job covering the NFL and the Eagles as well. And he's kind enough to join us as we typically do every Tuesday, football in the 20s. Johnny Mac, you get a little juice, a little spark over the weekend? Uh, I did not get punched, but yeah, I mean, the Eagles certainly did. Uh, Jalen Hurts was tremendous. I think you got to give the kid credit. Uh, Don't want to overstate it, but I I mean, it was the number one defense in the NFL coming into that game, the Saints. And, you know, the Eagles haven't been able to score 20 against anybody. And, and, And they managed to do some things and, do some things pretty effectively with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Yep. And bottom line is he elevated yes. the same uh, group that we disparaged uh, as letting Carson Wentz down. And by the way, I think they did. But again, good quarterbacks. I, I've always said it to you: elevate the yep. talent around them. And that's what Jalen Hurts did for one game. Now we'll see. Nobody had any tape on him at the professional nope. level. Now they do. Now you kind of know what the Eagles are going to do with them. And and another tough test at Arizona, which is a good defense, not great. And and we'll see if he can uh, get past that second hurdle. Now you're going to have two quarterbacks scrambling all over the place, two diminutive quarterbacks, I should say. We saw with Murray against the Giants on Sunday up there in uh, MetLife. Uh, You mentioned Hurts, and obviously that's a story to start off with, with everything on this Tuesday. Just a quarterback play as a whole, distributing the ball, but I, you know, not making careless mistakes, albeit the fumble late in the game, didn't it hurt them? It could if it was a different circumstance and scenario. But the one thing I notice is, okay, what do you need to do when you got a shaky at times offensive line and you got a quarterback starting his first career game? You got to get the ground game going and really mix it up a little bit and, 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 and help the kid out. Now, granted, he had over 100 yards on his own, but still, take that away. Miles Sanders, 14 for 115 as a whole. Collectively, they ran for 246, 36 times. He only dropped back to pass 30. That's what I call balance. And I, I guess it's Monday morning quarterbacking, but someone's probably going to sit there and say, well, take Hurts, take those numbers away. Sanders 14-1, two touchdowns, the 82-yarder. Where was that balance for Carson Wentz? Or is that much to do about nothing? Yeah, I, I think it's much to do about nothing. I, I, a lot of that, and I always say with run-pass ratio, I mean, tell me who's winning. I'll tell you what the run-pass ratio sure. is. The Eagles were up 17-0. Uh, they could stay in that mode. And, and they 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 move to a running quarterback. So some of that's baked in as well. So Jalen Harris is going to run the football. They had more designed quarterback runs 
You're not going to design quarterback runs for Carson Wentz. Uh, and, and, and you mentioned the 82-yard run, which is great. And don't take my word for it. Take Miles Sanders' word for it. He said that was because of Jalen Hurts, opening up things yep. uh, from uh, the defense's perspective. People were so con- concerned about uh, the quarterback on the zone read, read options. Uh, that opened more space for Miles Sanders. Um, and that's the kind of impact he had on the game. Now, you mentioned he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's bigger than Kyler Murray, but he's listed at 6'1". I don't think he's 6'1". He's probably more like he's six foot. so he's kind of in that Russell Wilson range. Uh, can you run him that much consistently in this league? Even Doug Peterson admitted this week um, after the game, probably not. No. So things are going to have to morph and adjust and evolve, and, and we'll see where it goes. But first start, first professional start against the number one ranked defense, got to give them an A. Oh, absolutely. Really do. And a team that came into that game having won eight straight, nine straight, eight straight, and then conversely the Eagles dropping four straight, making them relevant for another week in this just goofy NFCs. And you mentioned – you know, Jalen Hurts and Doug's thought, you know, can you can you survive with a quarterback like that long term? I, I, listen, I don't think you can. I, I just don't. I, and I've seen bigger quarterbacks, a la the Cam Newtons, who have basically been knocked around all over the place throughout the course of their career because of their style of play. With that being said, it was, and you tweeted out, it was the worst kept secret. Listen, when you saw him scrambling, running around, making plays, throwing across the body and giving uh, a spark and a, and, and a lift to this offense, you already knew in Doug's mind, win, lose, or draw, he was going to start against Arizona. I mean, it's just, he is the yeah. starter going forward, at least for the next three weeks. Yeah, barring injury, you're not yeah, going to see yeah. Carson Wentz uh, again this season, and nor should you. I mean, I, I, I said he benched himself essentially by the way he played. So uh, you got to you, you got to turn that page at least for now, and we'll see uh, how the Eagles reset and try to rebuild them in the off season. Um, but that's off season talk. Right now, yeah. this is Jalen Hurts' football team. Yeah, it was kind of silly to me. I, I did think after the game. Doug was trying to protect the feelings of, of Carson Wentz after the game, and, and he even admitted that a little bit. And, look, <laughs> this is a tough league, and uh, you look at Mike Zimmer. Now, there's a gruff guy. His kicker misses four <laughs> field goals, and, and he says it miss, misses four kicks. Brutal. And he says it, uh, you know, feelings. Uh, I, I love the kid, but this gotta is make not those the kicks. time of the year for feelings. Yeah. you got to make them. And same thing with Carson Wentz. You had plenty of time. Eagles probably stuck with you a little bit too long, considering in hindsight what they got from Hurts. Uh, so I, I can't be worried about his feelings if I'm the head coach of this football team right now. How about this offensive line? Would it concern you with all these uh, rash of injuries? And then we didn't even get to the secondary with some of these key players going down as well. Yeah, I mean, the secondary more so. The Eagles have had so many injuries on the offensive line to begin with, and they'll be 13, 13 out of 14 when they hit Arizona because Jack Driscoll's out for the season. Uh, so Matt Pryor will be back at right tackle most likely. Uh, Hurts helped that, that group too. Uh, I mean, we always talk about offensive line, Rich, helping out quarterbacks, and usually that's the case, but the quarterback can help out an offensive line as well. He can do that by making quick decisions getting the football either out of his hand, 
throwing it away if nothing's there or just running the football. It's kind of what Jalen did is a one-read offense. And, and, again, that will need to evolve, but we'll see how that goes. The secondary, yeah, they got some issues. Uh, Rodney McLeod out for the season. He's a leader of that group. We'll see if Slay can get through the concussion protocol. That will be big because they need him out there. Vontae Maddox is not going to play. Certainly, Jim Schwartz talked to us today. Uh, to get through the game, he moved Jalen Mills back to corner. But he, he, he kind of mentioned today he likes the way Jalen Mills is developing at safety. Mm-hmm. But they got to have somebody play corner. Yep. And it, it can't be Kayvon Seymour. No, no. Kayvon who? <laughs> well, it was almost uh, LeBlanc, LeBlanc, uh, good to Pinot Grigio. Uh, <laughs> 4.30 on a uh, very busy Tuesday edition of Back Your Play. Johnny Mack, John McMullen joining us. Great follow on Twitter, at JF McMullen. Eagles Insider covers the NFL, SI, the Philly Voice, Sirius, Sports Map, and, of course, host of Extend the Play uh, right here on 1490 every Saturday from 10 to 11. All right, I want to kind of go around the league for a couple moments uh, with you and just get your thoughts overall. And we'll stick with the NFC. You mentioned Minnesota. I mean, my goodness, has there – I mean, you, you talk about these missed kicks with this franchise. It, it, it seems as though every franchise has that one, uh, you know, the, the the white whale, so to speak. And for Minnesota, it's That's just – Yeah, it's the kicker. It, I go back even to '98. Go back to some of those games in the early '80s and the late '70s. Now it's just wow. Yeah. And well, there's... if you want to go back to '98, Gary Anderson had the first perfect season yeah. in an NFL Total playoff game for a kicker. Yep, didn't miss a field goal, didn't miss an extra point, uh, and obviously that's one of the great kickers of all time. They got the NFC Championship <laughs> game one. Yep, and a guy misses a kick at, at the biggest spot. And obviously, any Viking fan knows the torture that organization has been through. Uh, that was one of the best teams of all time that didn't win the Super Bowl. No doubt. Uh, but it really, this this incarnation really goes back to Blair Walsh. If you remember that playoff Seattle. against the Seahawks. Yep. They had that one. Yep. And they had, I think it was a 23-yard <sighs> field. Brutal. Now, granted, they were outside. That was the year they were playing it. The University of Minnesota, as they were building the new stadium. So it was that terrible snow day. It was freezing, uh, but it was a 20 Got to make that kick. kick, and he just missed it. And, and that kid, he was an all pro his rookie season. He came in from Georgia, I believe. Uh, he was the best kicker in the NFL. And then it just went nuts for him, and it just turned, and they haven't been able to solve the problem since. And it's interesting because the Eagles are having some of the same problems with Jake Elliott, who had the great rookie season when he got here, and he's missing 22-yard field goals. Uh, we saw, listen, we saw it around the league. We saw it with Parkey. We, we saw, it's just I can't recall a time where there's no more gimmies. Uh, there's okay, no more gimmies. Yeah. Who's got the gimmies, though? Justin Tucker. Well, that, well that's okay. That He's the he, greatest kicker who ever lived, and it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he had he had the gimmies, and perhaps Lamar Jackson had the runs. Who knows? I don't know. We'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> how about this, though? Uh, let's get to a couple of these games. The Dallas Cowboys, and all of a sudden, you know, Andy Dalton, I call him the little uh, the water pistol, goes back to Cincinnati. They light it up. They put up 30. They get a much-needed win. We talked about the Eagles, the Giants spitting the bit against Arizona. We just documented the troubles of uh, the Vikings. And then you got Green Bay. 
And then Seattle thumping the Jets. I mean, I try to keep figuring out this NFC, and I've seen this before. I've seen this play with Green Bay going 12-4, and 13-3, and then they get bounced early in the playoffs. I mean, are the Packers right now the clear, legit best team in the NFC? I think they are because of Aaron Rodgers and the way he's playing, but I, I don't think there is any a dominant team in the NFC. I, I think you can make an argument for every team to lose, you kind of saw it with the Saints here, with the Packers. It's their defense; you can run on them, uh, and it seems to have it's it's been that way. That's how San Francisco beat them in the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, they just ran the football down their throats, um, and they did that uh, to Minnesota the week prior. Uh, so San Francisco had that type of running game going at the end of last season, uh, but the way Aaron Rodgers is playing. He makes it look so easy. It is unbelievable. You watch these other teams, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll revert back to the Eagles. You've seen how difficult it is to play quarterback with Carson Wentz. He makes it he, – he's like he's playing a different sport. It's just so easy yeah. for him. Yeah, so it's, it's from remarkable. From that perspective alone, I think they're the favorites. But, uh, I, I mean, they certainly have holes, and you can look at that defense and say they can also get beat. Uh, on any given Sunday. And I feel that way about every NFC contender. And and that means whether it's Packers, Saints, Seahawks, even the Bucks, any of them could win it, get hot at the right time. I thought Buffalo had an opportunity for big time. We can make a statement, win a win. I also felt the same thing about Cleveland, albeit last night was just a different animal. It was just one of those wacky games that just happens, you know, every five, six, seven years where it's just up and down, up and down, up and down, right? Buffalo, though, is this more about the Bills or is this more on, hey, let's be honest, you know, Pittsburgh, we were we were loving them and liking them when they were undefeated, and now you got the big drama coming out with Big Ben, who's there's always some drama. I got to play better. I'm going to retire. Whatever it is, he comes out week to week. Or is this more of the Steelers, kind of a fraudulent team? I don't know if they're fraudulent. You know, you can't go eleven and zero and be fraudulent. I, I think it's a good team. I just don't think they were that good. And then the injuries started coming, especially a linebacker. Other than T.J. Watt, who's having a great season, obviously, in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. They're so banged up there, and that's the signature position of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then you have the running game. uh, They need to get some semblance of a running game. Uh, You know, I'm not a believer in that balance we talked about. you got to throw to win in this league. But you got to have a semblance of a running game. you got to be able to do it a little bit, and I don't see that from Pittsburgh right now. And then last night, just a crazy game. And, look, let's let's just pump the brake on uh, Lamar Jackson and Willis Reed talk. I mean, what he did. It Under those circumstances, cramps or no cramps. You got an IV, Rich. Come on. Hey, you got uh, an IV. Uh, 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 Johnny, Mac, Johnny Mac, I, 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 I hook up the coffee every Saturday morning up three hours sleep with you. That's just as good. And I'm alive and spry. When we do our show, Lamar Jackson's a hell of a quarterback. But listen, I'm not going to Willis read it just yet, but I'll say this. Some gutsy calls last night, especially that fourth down conversion on that touchdown, the 44-yarder. But, man, if you're the Browns, you are just kicking yourself because their run defense stinks. And I think that's going to be their bugaboo come playoff time. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, I, and while I just uh, – now I'm going to do a 180. I, I mean, <laughs> when you're talking about uh, – when you're talking about the running game yeah. throughout the majority of the NFL season, it doesn't matter. But if you get to January uh, and it's a bad weather day and you're in the, the Midwest or, or you're in the Northeast, you might need it. Yeah. So it's good to have if, – if you do have it, if you have a Derrick Henry, if you have a Dalvin Cook, Everybody would love to have it, but it's just such a small margin of error uh, over a, a larger sample size. But, hey, one game is one game, and everything changes. And that's what the analytics people can't figure out. <laughs> what uh, would you think of the Raiders after, uh, again, you know, they just got ran out of the building against the Colts, giving up 44. And if it's not for a miracle play, this is a team that's dropping four straight and pretty much they're done for the season at six and seven, yeah. albeit they're seven to six. And they fire their D.C., their defensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at this stage, what is that going to accomplish? I, I get it. You're upset, you're emotional, things are going off the rails. But if you're Mike Mayock and John Gruden, I, I, what, what, what are you trying to accomplish? You, you seem like a fan more than somebody running the football team. It's just, it's not going to accomplish anything at this stage unless somebody, you know, Greg Williams or somebody like that is overtly not listening to instructions or, or uh, not listening to the head coach or, or something of that nature. It's just, it, it, it looks like a desperate organization, a, a desperate thing to do, and it, it kind of tells you they're not going to be relevant the rest of the season. I never liked to hire. I, I never did. I always thought Gruden was overrated. I thought the money they gave him was just astronomical. It's nice that they're winning a couple games here and there, a different venue. I get it. I, I still think, the, to me, the issue is that quarterback. That quarterback can have stretches where he looks like he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And then he has stretches where he he looks really well, bad. We, we, I, we've talked about that. You're in the group. He's in that group. Yeah. The Derek Carr group, the Kirk Cousins group, and maybe Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz in that group when he was playing well. They're good, but they're not great. And and you have to ask yourself, it's such, you're stuck in quarterback purgatory because if you move on, the next guy probably is not going to be that good. But how do you get better? And that's the age, if you if you can figure that out, you're in business. But it's not easy to find the Rogers and the, and the Mahomes of the world. No, and don't get me wrong, twenty four and seven's not bad for this year. It's just he's careless with the football. He's fumbled the ball eight times. Uh, the offensive line does a much better job protecting him. He's only been sacked nineteen times. But I I think the expectations were were this was going to be a nine ten win team. Um, uh, out there in Vegas. I, I want to close and uh, before I let you get out of here, just get your thoughts on this. I was watching the game last night. I started the show opening monologue after uh, we went uh, through the Eagles with how you watch the Browns and if you're a team like Jacksonville, if you're a team like the Jets, you know, Cincinnati and the Chargers seem to have their quarterbacks going forward. Different story with the head coaches per se. But you watch Cleveland and what they've what they've done over the past several years. Blimp last year, I think they were just overrated and just a lot of people just promoted the hell out of them and you just knew in the offseason they, they they just they, people thought they won already in the offseason and they just they still had to play the games um, I think if you're a fan of those teams a couple of those teams I just mentioned and we've talked about this on the air on Saturdays as long as you got that quarterback you believe you got a quarterback in place and you got a head coach in place 
Like any other squad, you surround them in talent, but you can quickly become a contender and turn it around. You've said this a lot of times in the NFL. It might take a couple years. You know, if you're the Jets, you probably need a quarterback and certainly a head coach. But for some other teams that I've mentioned, it, I don't think it's going to take too much. No, you can turn things around really quickly. I mean, there are worse the first every single year in this league division, and partially because of what you just said, partially because of the weighted schedule. There's a big difference between a first-place schedule and a last-place schedule. So that it makes everything – if you make good decisions in the offseason, you can turn this around very quickly. And only the really, really – you just mentioned the Jets. The Jets have a lot of work to do. But you can go from 6-10 and 10 to 10-6 and 6 in one offseason in the blink of an eye if you just make three or four correct personnel moves. And that's what makes the NFL – great in a lot of people's eyes because everybody stays relevant for the most part there's a couple outliers but not not many you're gonna dabble in a little uh celtic sixers preseason tonight <laughs> uh, i can't do preseason basketball I, I saw the big covid testing for the sixers preseason opener when i was at the eagles game so i'm glad basketball's back i'm glad they're gonna have it in, in, in home arenas but boy i we got to get back to fans at some point. Uh, Kill him. Uh, especially for a player like Giannis, right? Five years, $228 million Supermax extension. Don't tell me, uh, you know, it's not about the money. It's in, it is about the money, but I'm sure you like to put that talent on display in front of a handful of fans. But I think the NBA did it the right way in the bubble, to be honest with you. I, I, I certainly like to see fans, but it's just weird, Johnny Mac. To see, I feel like the season literally just ended in the NBA. It did. <laughs> it did. And I'm going to give a shout out to our personal friend Chris Roddick and throw that name out. <laughs> it's just another noted Knicks fan, another superstar. Those poor Knicks fans. All right, going to get. Uh, listen. And I, I, you don't have to tell me. I, I, I've lived through this nonsense. Who are you, who are you talking to? Ruddick noses. We used to talk about it at the network at two thirty in the morning. I'd keep going back in YouTube and watching the Knicks of the late eighties and the nineties. And then speaking of Willis Reed, you know what? I might have to watch that. I might have to watch it tonight. Uh, yeah, go back to the glory days. <laughs> uh, those were the days, Willis yeah. and Clyde. That well, and, that was team basketball. The Busher, Bradley, yeah. That was team basketball. So uh, you'll be on with Ryan tonight at 1030? I will be. Get rid of me. All right. You have a uh, wonderful Tuesday. I always appreciate it, pal. We'll see you on Saturday uh, Saturday morning with Extending to Play. All right. Thanks, Rick. All right. You got it. Our good friend, Johnny Mick. John McMullen. Johnny Mac's great. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.